We got a lot to go over, huh? We do. Yeah. I don't have any of it written down. A lot of music, a lot of stuff going mm -hmm. on. I've done all that game last night, dude. dude fuck me. <laughs> I sent you that duck hunt gift, and then I come back. I was like, oh, they almost gonna know. Yeah, almost got no there. Time. Just not no. The back-to-back -back interception was a little wild. Yeah. Penix throwing one, and then Bo Nix throwing one. I was like, damn. That was, I was like, that might have been it. <laughs> Bo hit him right in the chest, too. Oh, yeah, the umpire. <laughs> yeah, the oh, yeah, and when he hit the ump. Yeah, yeah, when when he hit the ump. Dude, I was kind of hoping the ump to catch it, and then someone just go and fucking body slam the ump. <laughs> first Ref turns up field. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just start sprinting. The beginning of the game. Yeah, yeah, the first play for the that Ducks. Would, that would have been a catch, too. They might have broken. <laughs> yeah, true. I, th I think I, I like the game, though, because I'm still a Duck fan. Mm -hmm. And I think it showed that Ducks were more prepared in mm -hmm. the sense that Washington has been blowing out like all their teams that they played against. Yeah. But the Ducks were prepared to come back in the second half. Mm -hmm. And it was close, dude. Yeah. Yeah, I'm glad they went into the locker room and like figured shit out mm -hmm. and maybe talked about things and yeah. actually came back and gave it a run. Mm -hmm. I, didn't, I didn't think it was going to happen. I thought that momentum was like yeah. 2010. I knew what was going on. <laughs> right. I was like, they're going to go into locker room. Dan Lenny's going to lose his mind yeah. and Sit up, shut up. threaten violence <laughs> yeah. on three generations of these boys' families. Yeah. And then they're going to come out and either continue to shit the bed or right. make me make me believe again. Yeah. And they did. Yeah. And then crushed my dreams, yeah. as per usual. What a way to wrap up the Pac-12, though. Yeah. yeah. What a hell of a final championship game. Mm -hmm. That was nuts. That was wild. I know, dude. It's fucking wild. Yeah, <laughs> it's like it can stand upright too. Nice. So I'm gonna get a different. I'm gonna get like a shelf for it in the switch up there. Shit. But this is we're back. We are back. We are back to wrap up the hip hop bracket of what you spin in the first bracket in our show's history. Uh, then after today, we're right back to the the original formula of three albums, three dudes, two weeks apart. Uh, as per usual, I'm Dorian, joined by Jake and Matt. We're back here at my place, fully moved in, got a nice little setup going, got my whole record setup going over here and all that fun stuff. We've got a fake fireplace going on the TV up here. Very warm. <laughs> Very high class. Uh, and if, you know, we need to have a serious conversation, maybe the lighting will change in here a bit, you know? Yeah. This is like <laughs> studio effects in here. But anyway, we got some other shit to go over before we dive into the hip-hop bracket. Yeah, we do. What a, what a week. 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 It, uh, you know, we had the holiday. Always a fun time. Uh, I got to travel. Mm -hmm. Flew on a plane for the first time in a long ass time. Yeah. Uh, caught some snow. Caught some snow. Mm -hmm. Listened to maps in an airport. Great. Oh, great, idea. great idea. Wow. I was like, Jealous. I, was, I was like, let me, I was like, let me see what we got going on here. I was like, oh, let me just play it. And dude, I was just like walking around Salt Lake Airport, just fucking do 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 do, and then just listening to maps. I was like, yes, damn, this actually. I was like, I can tell that it was all like it made it 
cohesive, like just even more cohesive and everything to me. I was like, damn. Yeah, fuck this music is awesome. for airports, dude. Just mm-hmm. send a map. Yeah. yeah, right? <laughs> Unless it's midnight and you're trying to sleep in an airport, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> no. Well, because it was funny. I walked like, because I had a lot of time to kill, because I thought the international airport would be crazy for uh, like foot traffic. No, I like literally just walked in. Ten minutes after I got out of the car, I was in the airport. Mm-hmm. And uh, as I found my seat and like sat down at my gate, people just started pouring in and like just mm-hmm. the Kenny Siegel beats and everything for that, like the filing of people. I was like, shout out Billy. I was like, Damn. <laughs> I was like, this is rad. Damn. Um, but speaking of music and all that stuff, shall we dive into yeah. the Spotify stuff? Yeah. Wrap Let's wrap it up. Wrap it up, it so, came up again. It comes up once a year. Your yeah. Spotify wrapped. Mm-hmm. And this year was a little bit more intuitive and yeah. a different spin on it, I think, than last year. Yeah, it gave you, like, a, the last... It was, like, if you had a certain month that was, like, high traffic for one artist, it would be, like, mm-hmm. in September, you listen to a lot of yeah. The Cure mm-hmm. or whatever, which I hadn't... Yeah, I don't think that was a thing last year. That was that. Yeah. super neat. Uh, and then, as always, it's very revealing to yourself and mm-hmm. always a, always a good time. Uh, I can go ahead and start if we want. Start yeah, 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 yeah. All right, cool. Let's start it up. Uh, let me go to my photos here. Okay. Do we want to do songs first or? Yeah, we'll do songs and then. Okay, artists first. Or artists second, songs first. So my top songs for 2023. <laughs> this is <laughs> fucking wild. Okay. <laughs> the top one makes perfect sense. Uh, Wait until I tell you the stats behind it, though. That's where it gets embarrassing. <laughs> uh, and one of these songs, it's ridiculous that it's even in here because of some other things. But anyway, number five, we've got Young Lust by Pink Floyd off of the wall. Okay. I Shout see out. Yeah. I, see that. <laughs> uh, I think it was because that was in a playlist that was very small for a while. Mm-hmm. And so it just kept getting shuffled. It's always in the blend. Mm-hmm. It's always yeah. in the blend. So I think it just, because of the blend and then one of the playlists, let's like... Uh, that I have, it just continued to get played mm-hmm. because I think I that one I was like I I don't think I I authentically listened to Young Lust that much. Yeah. I was like if anything would be happiest days of our lives if we're going a wall cut, mm-hmm. but the wall being on there it all makes sense. Number four, what you said by Isaiah Rashad uh, featuring Dochi and Cal Banks. Love that. That makes perfect Sounds sense. Like banger. <laughs> I listen to that mm-hmm. like twice once every other day like yeah yeah, every time i was playing that almost daily right and then speaking of maps number three we've got soft landing Ooh, yeah wow that's quick that's what i said damn that's what i said that album came out what like uh cinco de mayo yeah yeah came out may 5th uh so yeah soft landing by billy woods number two dogs by pink floyd <laughs> yeah, what's the stat on that one? That's a long ass. Which is nuts, because that song's fucking yeah. almost 18 minutes right. long. Uh, and then the number one song for me this year, which is also nuts that it made it, because the song came out in March, is The Summoning by Sleep Token. Mm-hmm. I listen to that like three times a day for like three weeks straight, so I probably got it all done within the first three weeks of that song being mm-hmm. out. Listen to that song 135 times between <laughs> between March. Whoa. I thought my count was higher than that song. <laughs> Damn. It was like March 29th to November. I listened to that 135 times. <laughs> Jesus, man. That's awesome. Because I was showing it to everybody, man. I was like showing it to everybody, listening to it all the time. Uh, so those are my 
Let's each do our songs and we'll each do our artists. Okay. So whoever wants to go next can yeah, go next. I can go next. Mine's pretty similar to Dorian's. Mine, let me go to my raft here. Mine, honestly, it was, uh, I kind of saw it coming just because I would put this playlist on every time I went to the gym. Mm-hmm. So it makes sense that it was on here. But uh, my songs, um, number five, To the Floor. Uh, it's a song with uh, Bad Bad, and it's like a EDM song. They're all EDM songs, by the way. Oh, nice. Um, wow, okay. Four is Bluff uh, by uh, Yune Pink. Mm-hmm. Yune Pinku is a weird name, but also EDM. Is You, uh, Over Mono. Yeah. So that made yeah, it. I was going to say Over Mono. That was my number three. I was thinking of, when you said Is You, I was thinking of Is Us by Aphex Twin. I was like, no fucking oh, way. That was, I was like, dude, I love that song. Would have been it too, but. But Is You, Is You, track. Over Mono. Uh, and then number two, uh, Maria. Uh, Fred again. There you go. We lost dancing. Uh, and then my top song uh, was. Uh, let me get that here. I want to see how many times I listened to it. Um, it was another Fred again song. Um, uh, Hannah. Damn. Hell yeah. Uh, yeah. My top song was Hannah the Sun by Fred again, which I played. Um, I'll tell you right now. Where does it go? Where it so? I had six thousand seven hundred twenty songs I listened to. Damn! Throughout the year, I played Hannah fifty times throughout this year, <laughs> starting the most in March. That's awesome. Nice. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah! I like it. That's cool. A lot of Fred again. I dig it. A lot it. of Fred again. A lot of mm-hmm. yeah. A lot of EDM like mm-hmm. dance because that's one. That's typically what I listen to when I'm working out. There you go. It's like hi keeps the beat going keeps me moving mm-hmm. so yeah 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 i will i feel uh, like it's interesting to kind of think about that because you probably don't listen to spotify a lot like because matt and i have the ability to do it at work so that mm-hmm. adds to ours yeah, and then you i assume just like spin stuff a lot at yeah. home like you can probably mainly spin stuff where i kind of do a mix of both and yeah, and then you're like working out and driving. So that's like probably that makes perfect sense that yeah. you just got absorbed. <laughs> yeah, I typically listen to it like on my drives and mm-hmm. um, like if I'm cooking and if I feel lazy or especially working out, like yeah. this is the only time I'm listening to it. Mm-hmm. And it makes sense. Record player set up to the gym. <laughs> yeah, my speakers, everything. Got like, something set up right here. <laughs> don't, don't touch it. Okay? Using this, I'm using this bench press real quick. <laughs> it, it makes sense though, because like mm-hmm. every time that I work out, like I, I put that playlist on because it just like, you know, keeps yeah, me moving. Keeps you going. Oh yeah. yeah. I'm interested though if it wasn't, if that playlist wasn't in it, what it would be like. Right. But I have my genres, but mm-hmm. you know, yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. That's a different than I what I thought it was going to be. I like kind of tried to guess everybody's, and I was like, Jacob's yeah. going to have some weird. I was like expecting like Quelle Chris or something like mm-hmm. that, like at least something like that. Not what I thought. It did crack my list, but not top five. Gotcha. Yeah. It's also cool to look at like the playlist that it creates for you, so you can kind of see like one through ten, basically. Yeah. You're like, oh, okay, so there was some other stuff that got in there. <laughs> but, yeah. What do you got, Matt? Well, this year, you know. It's- May 5th was a turning point in my life. Yeah. <laughs> where I was introduced to Billy Woods full on and like just absorbed that to the fullest. Uh, mm-hmm. So that kind of sums up my top five. But starting with top, uh, South Landing, uh, number five. 
uh, Black Sunlight number four. Uh, and I think it's because I listened to Maps in, in its time, in entirety so many times. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Kenwood Speakers is number three. Number two is Rapper Weed. <laughs> and then I listened to the summoning 72 times. There you go. Oh, <laughs> Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> Like and it still sounds much. perfect. Yeah. It still sounds so good. <laughs> Damn. But I, a lot of mouse tracks on there, which I was like, ah, but I yeah. listen to that album when it came out, like almost like on my walks every day. Mm-hmm. I just like continue mm-hmm. to work. So yeah, I just love that album. Yeah, that's why I got two copies. That's why, like when you when I was looking at the playlist that it made, there's in my top ten. I think there's like one or two other map songs in there, and I was like. Mm-hmm. It kind of does put into perspective. Yeah. It's like, shit, I did listen to Soft Landing, like, mm-hmm. to start out my drive to work, to start out my drive home, and mm-hmm. to run to the corner store for three minutes. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, just a litany of shit. And then, you know, also, you turn to music for various reasons. And yeah. so, uh, yeah, Soft Landing and The Summoning were huge songs for me this, mm-hmm. like, past summer and everything. Because, I mean, it's only been summer mm-hmm. <laughs> since they came out. But... I knew, those, I knew those two albums would be huge for me. Mm-hmm. I didn't think they would be that impactful to be like on my top five to like that's yeah. all I listen to pretty much. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. it up, guy. Yeah. <laughs> well, I did. I just, yours is a variety. Ours yeah, is just like, oh, mine is all EDM yeah. mainly, but, but different it's artists. different artists. Yeah. You guys, I noticed this too in our in our blend that we have. If mm-hmm. you click on, like, it gives our regular blend that we listen to th- throughout the week, mm-hmm. but then it also gives you like a year where it give us it gives us a rap oh really and it was like all that album it was, it was all maps <laughs> like literally the majority of it was all maps like if you go like where it says 23 rap top songs oh right up there okay. oh click shit click on that and it's all all maps <laughs> all maps all it's, it's take all, me back to Eden <laughs> yeah take me back to Eden like <laughs> not bad so I got a little bit sneak peek from you guys I was like let me see this I was like okay a lot of maps <laughs> yeah a lot of sleep tokens hey man fell in love with it <laughs> it was good yeah, shit it was good stuff uh, I, it also gave you like these weird characteristics on there where it was mm-hmm. like you listened mine was like you listened to whole albums like you were really into doing that and I was like yeah motherfucker that's like that's like our whole thing yeah, like, I was yeah. like I have to yeah, like, in order for this to go remotely well yeah, yeah. Uh, so that was hilarious uh, and then yeah I kind of wish my one thing is I wish it would do that for like if it detected that it would give you like your top five albums because mine would have been Taking yeah. Back to Eden Maps Haram mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> Iowa probably <laughs> question for you guys how many minutes did you guys listen you uh, guys are probably nuts because you guys listen to it at work. Mm-hmm. I had sixty-eight thousand minutes listened, uh, and I listened to one hundred sixty-two genres. I listened to twenty thirteen two thousand eight hundred thirteen songs. Holy shit! I didn't say that one. One thousand one hundred thirty-two artists. Oh, music listening at ninety-five thousand. Holy shit! Thirty-five thousand minutes. Ninety-five. Jesus. Yeah, I had 68. Damn, you fucking knocked me out of the water. I had 38. 38,000? Uh-huh. Damn. Yeah. Okay, so we've talked about songs. We've talked about minutes. Mm-hmm. What about artists? Okay, top Here artists. All right, let me go ahead and start that bad boy off. This, this is more of a variety for me, which I was a little bit more happy with. Mine has something... that My top five put one thing in perspective for me, and I'll, I'll go over that after I go through my top five. Um... So, 
this is also a little bit more variety, but it's hilarious. Number five for me, Quaz. Good old Quasi nice. freaking moto. Love it. Uh, number four, Local Boys, a band by the name of Floater. Mm, okay. Really? Mm-hmm. Wow. That's awesome. Yep. Nice. Uh, number three, Arm and Hammer. Good. See that? Number two, Billy Woods. Mm-hmm. Okay. Number one, surprise the hell out of me, Pink Floyd. Oh, that was another one. And I was in the top 0.5% of listeners of Big Floyd the Whoa. past year. <laughs> I listened to uh, Dark Side of the Moon, The Wall, and Animals, like, all, the whole fucking, like, ever since we the saw, yeah. ever oh, since we saw Floater, I just listened to all of it. Uh, and then Floater, that's the second year in a row Floater's been in my top five favorite artists for Ooh. Spotify rap. So, hmm. officially... That's like, I've always said Floater's one of my top three favorite bands. That's, That's proof in the pudding there. right there. There it is. But yeah, so we got Quaz, Floater, Arm and Hammer, Billy Woods, Hilarious, and then Pink Floyd. Yeah. Nice. Okay. Mine, it still has some familiar faces from last year. Nice. But some new ones. So number five, Daniel Caesar. There you go. He was last year too, I think, wasn't he? No, last year it was like all hip hop. Yeah. It was like all hip hop. But I got Daniel Caesar. R and B nice. was in my one of my most new genres. Mm-hmm. Number four, Melody Symphony. There you go. Oh wow. So I like just seeing a lot of that. Number three, Catronada. Nice. Once again, you know, more EDM, more mm-hmm. dance. Number two, Alchemist. You okay. know, I love me. I love me some Alchemist. Number one. For the second year in a row. Westside fucking Westside Gun. <laughs> Two years in a row is unironic. Your one. Yeah, unironic. <laughs> Actually, no. I think last year was Alchemist, but he was like number two or three. I think it was. I can we can pull the tapes on that. <laughs> unironically, he's number one. Wow. On That's my awesome. List. I don't like him as a rapper. Mm-hmm. I just like his features. He has some crazy features and beats. Mm-hmm. That's really why he's in my top. I'd say. Mm-hmm. You don't gotta hate. You don't gotta. Hey, yeah, we got our guilty pleasures. I'm trying to fucking. The summoning was my top song, dude. Yeah. <laughs> that was you not played it five thousand times. <laughs> there, so yeah. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Um, yeah. There we go. Uh, Idols is number five. Nice. It's nice. A new band that I fell in love with recently. Uh, Kenny Siegel, probably because of Maps mm-hmm. and uh, Hiding Places. Yeah. Number three, Brian Eno, which, right. no surprise. Number mm-hmm. two, Arm and Hammer. And then, of course, I was at point five for Billy Woods and listeners. <laughs> oh. We spent about 4,700 minutes together. That's wow. wild. <laughs> Speaking of that, you know how it did, like, you listen to music from all over the world, but people listen to this in, like, it's your blend of music mm-hmm. in this particular spot? I'm pretty sure mine just pinpointed Matt, because it highlighted, <laughs> it did... Floater, Kenny Siegel, and Billy Woods, like those were the three pictures it showed, but then it pulled up like some Pink Floyd. Oh. And it was like it people in Eugene, Oregon listen to this. No. And I was like oh. I was like, I work right now. I was like, yeah, it's the guy That's I live in. I yeah, fucking that, work next to him. <laughs> I was like, I know who it is. What the fuck? It's just a little picture of Matt. AI is working its magic. It's cool. It was hilarious. Mine went to like Long Beach, California or something. Sounds about right. For like Pink Sifu, uh mm-hmm. Catronata and someone else. Nice. But that was mine. Rock on. Cool. I like that they do that. It's yeah. Like, I was hoping it'd be somewhere not in the US. Right. Can you text me your screenshots of the artists and uh, songs yeah. so I can put it in the episode? Yes. Cool. Definitely. Okay. 
that was fun as fuck, as per usual. Mm-hmm. Do we want to... Let's take a brief little break, and then we'll go on in to the final part of the bracket. Let's go. Bracket's getting broken, Dan. It's getting broken, Dan. We'll be right back. <laughs> Uh, let's go ahead and that stain off your shirt. let's go ahead and yeah, let's get some stain remover going. Uh, we're gonna go ahead and get right on into this bad mamma jamma known as the first ever hip hop bracket here on What You Spinning. Uh, we'll go ahead and just blast through the matchups real quick. I'll just say them what they are, and then we'll go into them one by one. Uh, first matchup of the day, we've got AT Aliens by Outcast going up against Thirty Six Chambers. By oh, Wu-Tang. Sh- That's man. gonna suck. It is. Um, this whole thing sucks. Let's just stop. Mm-hmm. I, I say we just stop the whole thing. We just never make another episode. This is it. It <laughs> no, just goes It just, It just. just goes to like the, uh, the rainbow lines when your yeah. TV fucks up. <laughs> Static. Uh, up next we have Ready to Die versus Pray for Haiti by Notorious B.I.G. and Makami respectively. Uh, that finishes up our left-hand side of the bracket, the Elite Eight, as it's called in the business. Uh, on to the next side of the bracket, we have Haram versus Good Kid, Mad City, Armand Hammer versus Kendrick Lamar in that one. Uh, and then in the last matchup of the day, we've got All Eyes on Me by Tupac going up against Black on both sides by Most Def. That's another toughie. Um I think there's only one slightly easy matchup in this mm-hmm. whole thing. Mm-hmm. Only one that I can predict what I can think is going to happen. Mm-hmm. But I thought that last time, and I got fucking dog-walked by you two. So, <laughs> we're, um, good, we're good at that. <laughs> I got wrecked. Uh, I have a couple albums that are left that I picked that I'm going to have to champion behind. Mm-hmm. Just so I feel, I don't know something just so i feel alive feel anyway something <laughs> just so i feel something um but yeah let's go ahead and get right on into it first matchup at aliens mm. which i believe was me and you that was jake yo mom and your cousin too at aliens mm-hmm. outcast versus 36 chambers by wu-tang 36 chambers man uh this Again, already. I feel like Wu Tang has gone up only against do like groups at this point. They went against Tribe, and then they what was it before that? Or no, it went up. So it went up against Nas, and then Tribe, okay. and now it's okay. Mm-hmm. So two out of its Let's three go. matchups have been. We are again. <laughs> Jesus, man! I was re-listening to Thirty Six Chambers the other day. I meant to do that. My yeah. Oh my god! There's so many. So yeah, many good songs, start to finish, man. Everything about it. They're so fresh. They're so new. Mm-hmm. They still sound that way, you know? Yeah. It's, it's timeless. I can't, man. Wu-Tang, I mean, I, I put them in this bracket for a reason, because they are yeah. Wu-Tang. When you right. think of hip-hop, when you think of hip-hop groups, they are the hip-hop group. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, they're 50 members that they have, and... Like all their like, it starts off just bang after bang, bang the ruckus, mm-hmm. uh, clan in the front, seventh chamber, can it all be so simple? Mystery chess boxing, Wu Tang clan, nothing to fuck with. Like it just keeps mm-hmm. on rolling. Guys. And those are all like 
it's wild having like your six biggest songs off of one album. Like, yeah. like all of those songs you listed off are their biggest songs. Yeah, and like, it keeps going. Like, that's <laughs> like, not it. Like you have Cream in there. Like probably yeah, one of the biggest hip hop songs yeah. of all times. Methods Man, his introduction to coming into rap mm-hmm. is like unheard of right you know yeah we quote hey, all the you fucking get off my side dude protect your neck <laughs> you know like it's unbelievable mm-hmm. man it's just he just convinced everybody in the world yeah the we might be able just to get <laughs> no, I, I, no yeah you summed it up perfectly because mm-hmm. i think when you say it that way from start to finish uh at aliens is a great album but it doesn't have that that fluidity i think a lot of the albums after that one by outcast do mm-hmm. i love at aliens i do too i love yeah but i think when you started like you just explained with the wu-tang album like all these tracks are just solid and people know them all mm-hmm. and i feel like the hardcore outcast fans might know that about this at aliens album but mm-hmm. When you stack them against each other, I think it's yeah, it's hard to convince me that Outkast wins this matchup. Yeah, that's crazy to say. Yeah, yeah. like that's insane to say because AT Aliens yeah. is uh, a fucking it is. staple, yeah. dude. It's in it's in my Mount Rushmore yeah. of hip hop albums. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Me too. It yeah, is, it is definitely there. But I think out of out of the like, just to bring up the three albums that we covered by Outkast on that episode. Mm-hmm. I don't think ATL is the one out of those three. If you put any of them in this spot, it's tough to call that anyway. Yeah. But I don't think ATL would be the one to to blow off a thirty six chambers. No, I don't think like, so. uh, but yeah. you are Matt. You put a bow. Like you put the nail or hit the nail on the head perfectly with. And unless you're like a super heavy hip hop head or Outcast fan, you don't like the deeper level of appreciation that you can get for ATL is kind of off by the wayside, mm-hmm. unfortunately, because it's a banger. It like elevators, I think I think one of us mm-hmm. has said me and you right, yeah. at least once per episode since yeah. we started this fucking thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But thirteenth yeah, floor growing old. I mean, so yeah, many. yeah. Waylon, yeah. Waylon, yeah. There's a lot of deep cuts. More on ATLians. More on ATLians than there are on Thirty Six Chambers because Thirty Six Chambers every song is like iconic mm-hmm. the atlians it's a lot it's a lot more deeper cuts mm-hmm. it's very less you know why do you even say features because wu-tang clan is a whole feature group <laughs> yeah. like it's yeah they're all individually it's like a super group mm-hmm. so yeah <sighs> fuck mm. yeah that's my vote yeah wu-tang I, clan ain't nothing to fuck with yeah sorry mm-hmm. but yeah, i mean goddamn two of the big like the biggest do I mean we had the two biggest duos to do it? We have the biggest rap group mm-hmm. to do it in the bracket. I'm glad that duos got represented this hard. Yeah, I was like hell yeah. Mm-hmm. If Tribe can't do it, let <laughs> at least ATLians will have a right. fighting fucking chance. It kind of did not, unfortunately. Yeah. But <laughs> but shout out Wu Tang. Mm-hmm. It moves on to the next round. There we go. Well, that was even Bo. It's not that it would have mattered. I, I figured you would. You were the one who started everybody. I think your your emboldened, passionate speech got me to turn. I was about. I was yeah, like one of those last time we were together. Yeah, we're just like, oh yes. I was like, all right, you know. Oh, yes. Yeah, I was like, you put it actually perfectly. I got up on the podium. Yeah, yeah. I was like, I got nothing else to say. Uh, but no, do you vote? Uh, I would give ATLians a pity vote. The pity vote. I really yeah, do think. Right. I, I think okay, Big Boy mm-hmm. is fantastic. Andre, he is. One of my favorite lyricists of all time. Yeah, for and sure. I think 
he deserves that pity vote. <laughs> yeah. No, 100%. Based I, off... I think anywhere else in the bracket, it would have gone farther. Yeah. But he just... They... ATLN just got put in a fucking dead end with that album right next to it. Yeah. So... It kind of just got bellied up. But mm-hmm. who knows? We'll see what happens next round mm-hmm. to 36. Ooh. But we got to figure out what it's going up against first. So that brings us right up to our next matchup of the day, which is my pick. One of the best, one of the biggest, one of the greatest. Oh my God. 1994 is Ready to Die by the Notorious B.I.G. Biggie motherfucking Smalls going up against Jake's pick. Makami pick for Haiti. <laughs> if you weren't going to do it, I was going to do it myself. I was going to do it. <laughs> uh, I still have to show this off every time. Oh, yeah. Picture disc. Mm-hmm. Pretty fucking sick. Uh, you go ahead. Wow. Yeah. Okay. You go All right. Do your thing. Uh, well, ahead. if we're going to start off that way, you ain't doing it to me two episodes in a row. I'm not voting. For, it's on now. I'm not voting pray for Haiti over something I know is better. <laughs> oh, wow. Fair enough. Or not better, but that I... They... You kind of, it sucked me in the last time, the last time around, this one, yeah. it didn't have the same effect. I was like, hey, appreciate the, the like three and a half week run I had with you. I'll come back to you another time, but I don't think I can support you in this next round up against my boy, Big. Yeah. I mean. That's a solid argument. That, yeah. It's, yeah. It's just Biggie has always been like the amount of appreciation I have for Biggie over any rapper, mm-hmm. like. Not even to say like it. That's not to say that he's my favorite rapper because I don't. I I put him in like my top three for sure. But that's not really definitive for me. Like who my favorite rapper is of all time, it kind of changes. Yeah. Uh, but he's in there. But the amount of like respect and appreciation I have for him over many like most other rappers, including Tupac, I'm. I don't like to get into those arguments with people because no, I don't think you. I, think you <laughs> I, guess, I think yeah. It's, I think it's convoluted. And I think yeah. It's more of a taste and more mm-hmm. of what you remember when you first heard either one of those artists and you cling to one you, mm-hmm. you don't cling to both yeah you get exposed i feel like it's also a matter of like exposure with those yeah. two it's like whatever you get exposed to because it's not like i'm a west coast guy yeah. i grew up on the west coast but east coast is my shit for some reason mm-hmm. and you know because mm-hmm. it was something i was more exposed to yeah. um but no, I mean, like, Makami to be at this point in the bracket is fucking bananas. Is I didn't think mm-hmm. Pray for Haiti would be here, honest. I didn't think it would get past. I was really banking on everybody voting Run the Jewels. I was like, I feel like that was a good matchup for me. Yeah. Clearly was not. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, shout out to to Pray for Haiti and everything. It's a fantastic album. I love mm-hmm. getting to get into that. And, you know, West Side Gun, that was kind of like my introduction to both. Mm-hmm. So... But yeah, I mean, you can't, I don't know if I can, I can't do that to myself. I don't, I don't know <laughs> if I can either. Like, I, I have a lot of appreciation for what Makami does, mm-hmm. and especially for the underground, because he's just so, it's like keeping hip-hop moving. Like, it's keeping yeah. hip-hop, you know, creative and fun, just the way that he's doing it. Because I love that, not only just how he raps and, you know, who he produces with and everything, but his, like, marketing approach to his music mm-hmm. sure. is crazy. Mm-hmm. Like, back yeah. in the days, if you think about it, like, hip-hop, like, you had to be out there. You had to be out in the streets. You had to give out your mixtape, you know, give out your CD. Mm-hmm. Right. Here, listen to this. See if you like it. Nowadays, with, you know, with social media, with the internet, if you get a fan base and they're loyal enough, 
they will pay for whatever it is that you have. Yep. And it's crazy that he kind of created that for himself. Like mm-hmm. he created his own monopoly mm-hmm. where he controls his own market. He puts a value on his yeah. on his thing and people fucking buy it. Like that's what's crazy about it. And mm-hmm. I like that it's like a business mindset that he has to it. Mm-hmm. That is, for, you know, recognizing that. That is so different, yeah. Because yeah. that's, that's bizarre to think of. Like mm-hmm. a like a hip hop artist, like an artist in general, mm-hmm. selling something for a thousand dollars. Yeah, like well, I think with streaming, of, the streaming of music and not having the album sales as much as they did maybe in the eighties and nineties, you have to make money off your merchandise. Mm-hmm. It's a, a vinyl record that you sell for a thousand bucks. Yeah, for ticket sales are a lot more than they used to be. That's how they make their money now. It's mm-hmm. sad, but mm-hmm. yeah, it is. It is to a point. It is kind of like douchey because you're like, wow, why are you selling it for such a crazy amount? Yeah, but if you know those things. But if you know that that's your fan base and yeah. they're that loyal to the core, like right. you can do that. Yeah, and I admire his ballsiness for that. Yeah, it's but a hell of a so. Like I kind of mentioned in the last episode, it's almost like a social experiment, you know? Yeah. To kind of be like, yeah. how, like, how if, deep does this go? Mm-hmm. How much? How high can I put the mm-hmm. value on it? Right. Yeah. Because music as an art form is something that's like the the appreciation of it as such is very wavering a lot of the time, especially nowadays with how easy it is for Joe Schmo to become the next fucking mm-hmm. David Bowie. Sure. Um, but so yeah, it is kind of interesting to be like, how, how can I spin this to like be sold as like, you know, a Van Gogh piece kind of, or a Basquiat. You know? He does. He does have that like kind of a lot more artsy of it. Like mm-hmm. It's more of an art form. How yeah. He does it. Mm-hmm. But I'm gonna be real. I was listening to Ready, Ready to Die. Like I was listening to that on the way here. Yeah, Machine Gun Funk, dude. Oh my god, Biggie is such a like a hip hop head to the core. Mm-hmm. Like everything, his raps, everything that he does, uh, lyrics for that. It's like I ain't Christopher Williams. Still, some MCs gotta feel one. Caps, I gotta peel some. And then you know, like just the way he flows, like his delivery. He's like such a pure hip-hop mm-hmm. fucking rapper dude everything about him he's like to a t is hip-hop mm-hmm. he is hip-hop dude and just the way he can get locked into like a beat you know is and it just seems so effortless the way that he'll switch his flow up between mm-hmm. bar to bar and everything you know like all over juicy big papa you know mm-hmm. uh everyday struggle there's parts where he's like basically doing it without a drum track at all and you're like jesus christ like he's going insane and just like the way that he really created like just fantastic music based around you know his story and it's one of the if you listen to it as a storytelling piece which it kind of is Mm -hmm. it's brilliantly put together between him and unfortunately i'm so on the fence about whether or not i like puff daddy or not but it's like what they did with this was fucking unreal. Yeah, dude. Like, <laughs> what they managed to pull off with Ready to Die was yeah. fucking bananas back in 94. Yeah, I think Diddy definitely helped uh, a lot on this album. But man, you have songs like Who Shot Ya? Oh like, my God. Big Papa. Like, he has these, like, very, like, deep cuts, like, mm-hmm. East Coast Warning. beats. And then he has, like, these other beats that they're bouncy, like Big Papa. You mm-hmm. kind of get that G Funk feel. West Coast, like, yeah, dude, it's and then you know just the lyricism on tracks like "Warning," "Who's This," mm-hmm. "Page Me at 5:46," "Give Me the Loot," hit "Young Biggie versus Old Biggie" on that song. Uh, 
but where the money at in the Isuzu Jeep, like just the mm. crazy, just wild shit. It just gives me goosebumps thinking about it at this point. Like, yeah, I just can't. The fact that that like this was one whole piece is just so insane. Twenty-one year old, yeah, Biggie Small <laughs> just crushes. Yeah, <laughs> drops one of the biggest albums of of musical history, like. So when I was listening to this, I sold myself. I'm like, how the fuck did Pray for Haiti make it this far just to get right. slam dunked on by Yeah. This? Yeah. The, but, that's like, well, that's the thing that I'm trying to, I'm like, I'm, I was like, I was in love with this leading up to last episode with Pray for Haiti. And then it's like, now that it's going up against one of, it's like, I'm it watching my stepson candle. and my real son fight. And I'm like, I mean... <laughs> You and I just had a great fishing trip, but I hope my son beats the <laughs> shit out of you. Like, like my kid's gonna beat the dick off you. I don't you, dude. think it holds a candle to, to, Biggie. Yeah. So, that's your vote. Yeah. Big. I don't even have to say much because I think you guys summed it up. <laughs> Sorry. No, no, that's not a bad thing. I think it's it's just a well said point by both of you that. You know, Ready to Die stands out in its own right as mm-hmm. one of the best albums in that genre of all time. Yeah, and there's a reason for that. Um, and this album by Makami is unique in its own right and stands out as well. But when you have to compare them, and they're fighting to the death. You can. This is a hip hop bracket. Ready to Die moves on hands down. Yeah, so. yeah, ten times out of ten. Yeah. yeah, I vote Ready to Die also. <laughs> Makami though, one of the best albums that I've been introduced to because of this podcast yeah, yeah and sure. I do also hold the same kind of appreciation because that was like Matt's first yeah, episode yeah. a lot of like I introduced everybody to Slipknot which was kind of like a cool thing for me to introduce y'all to one of my favorite bands you know so mm-hmm. very fun time back then yeah. uh, so as a memory holding piece hell yeah I was training I was training you at the branch at the time remember yeah. like we were I was like oh yeah like now you can like we can listen to stuff like well I train you like Fucking, we were listening to Floater and Makami. Wild. Um, But yeah, Ready to Die moves on and will go up against 36 Chambers when we revisit that side of the bracket. That sounds about right. (sighs) Yeah. For a matchup. Mm -hmm. I am two for two so far. Okay. Good. Nice job. We'll go ahead and take a brief break before we jump to the next side of the bracket. I don't know. Uh, it's, no. like, I, it's like no, it's definitely not. not. It's like hardcore electronic. I there guess go, yeah. it's, it's like hardcore like electronic jungle. from fucking. I think it's like France or something. I don't know where they're from, but they're interesting. It's like a duo, like jungle, jungle music. Almost. It popped up on my uh, day list. I had a day list that was mm. fucking wild one day. <laughs> mm. I, that bitch was nuts. It was like one of the Tuesday. It was like. Tuesday, Tuesday something dude the Tuesday ones is when it gives me apparently <laughs> I made a habit of listening to like electronic adjacent stuff and so it gave me one day like this one was particularly crazy because it had Machine Girl in it it had Rez Oizo like pretty electronic stuff and then it had like Herbie Hancock and like Grateful Dead Okay. and I was like okay cool yeah. but I discovered like six songs that I've been obsessed with from that one day playlist. I was like, holy cool. shit. <laughs> but enough about that. 
I was just playing some stuff for him in our little break there. Um, Good old Machine Girl. Check out the album Wolf Girl. Pretty great. Probably bring it up here on the podcast at some point. Anywho. We're moving. We're moving on to the other side of the bracket with, uh, for personal reasons, probably one of the hardest uh, matchups on the bracket. Hey, uh, don't say that. For me to decide. Okay. For me to decide, I and I've got I've got something up my sleeve for this, so we'll go ahead and I can introduce both sides because yeah. I did bring up both. Yeah. But Arm and Hammer's Haram going up against Kendrick Lamar's Good Kid, Mad City. Jesus Christ, this is two, in my opinion, two perfect albums going up against each other. Uh, I love both of these albums for wildly similar reasons, but also vastly different. Have a, a deep appreciation for both for various reasons. We've I feel like I've said both of those ad nauseum at this point, both when we covered them on this podcast. Clearly, we have an appreciation for them from that standpoint, and the fact that they are uh, in the second half of the second of the uh, elite eight here. All. Fight for whichever one I feel needs a little bit of fighting for, but I have a feeling mm-hmm. I know how this is going to go for me personally. Okay. I'll pass it off. I do have one little thing up my sleeve to pull out, but special guest? No, fucking no. <laughs> <laughs> Kendrick. Bring it, Kendrick. It's the fucking alchemist. Fucking, <laughs> <laughs> he comes out of the floor yeah. just like Michael Jackson. <laughs> I see the smoke machine. In yeah. The corner, dude. Uh, no, no, I'm curious about this because I know that. I mean, for you, you're probably more appreciative to both of these. Mm-hmm. I kind of lean more towards one way, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm curious to what you're going to vote for, because mm-hmm. I think I have my mind. It's like, it's loading, but it's like 80, 90% there. Yeah. But I mean, but it says ready to start. Classic yeah. Xbox stuff. Classic Xbox. <laughs> it says ready to yeah. start, but it's not fully done. <laughs> I don't know, Matt, what do you think? I think it's difficult because it's... I don't. It's it's a different hip hop genre. Mm-hmm. This matchup. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so I think when you label it that way, you have to appreciate it for that fact. And that being Kendrick's debut, right? Yeah. The studio. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Major major label. It's a great album for the yeah. debut. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but the Arm and Hammer album is start to finish. Alchemist, like it's a whole it's a whole journey. Mm-hmm. So you can't really say, well, it's it's a better album because it's not. I mean, they're very mm-hmm. equally awesome mm-hmm. and introspective and unique and lyrically amazing on both sides so I think, for me I don't know if I'm going to lean one way I think I appreciate yeah. them both but when I have to mm-hmm. vote I think I know yeah. which way I want to go right. but I, I want to hear what you guys have to say too about your arguments because mm-hmm. I think you're going to put up good defenses yeah. for each one I do appreciate um, the journey because part of this you can see Kendrick he's still very fresh mm-hmm. like yeah he did a mixtape before this but it's still very fresh Kendrick like one of his mm-hmm. first time actually you know, doing something big and having the money for it. Um, whereas with Arm and Hammer, they have you know have so many albums. Mm-hmm. They've built up like kind of this um, like style that they have, how mm-hmm. they rap, which is still which is a testament in the opposite in, in the mm-hmm. opposite way, right? Like yeah. Kendrick putting out Good Kid, Mad City at that age is fucking bananas. Mm-hmm. Arm and Hammer, both Billy Woods and Elusive, being this deep in the game, coming together to put this out mm-hmm. is. Unreal, because they're like forty-five. Yeah, now, like when this came out, yeah, they're like almost they're, fifty. Yeah, they're definitely old heads. Yeah, 
but I think I think it's cool that they still have that like passion in them to keep uh-huh. putting out great stuff yeah like really good stuff and I like that they kind of at this point it was kind of a turning point for them I'd say mm-hmm. in the sense that they were doing a lot of underground stuff you know with Kenny Siegel mm-hmm. um, with the Saru Gold like these other producers but for them to get like a big name producer like Alchemist mm-hmm. it opened their their like feel the listeners to a lot more people right that's how i found out about them at least Mm -hmm. and i know that a lot more people did too because of that medium but kendrick on the other hand he went straight into the spotlight with Mm -hmm. this album yeah yeah it was straight out there everyone was listening to it Mm -hmm. the dr dre cosign did kind of help that definitely I, i mean not to discredit, but no, 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 it, no. but that helped immensely get him like at least hip hop community recognition uh, mm-hmm. for the who was left that didn't hear Section Eighty at the time, myself included. Uh, Same, <laughs> but to have to, it's just man. That's why it's so fucking difficult because <laughs> I, I literally this was my note taking today was trying to was figuring out this matchup. That was my, I came in here and I just did the bracket and then I had, I left this one undone, but I had, I was Mm. in my, you know, by the time I sat down to do it, I was like, I'm so familiar with these albums. I know which one I can pick. Mm. And then this one, I was like, I can't. I was like, and it was, I woke up hella early. So I was able to legitimately dedicate two hours of my morning listening to both of these back to back. Um, and Jesus Christ, man. And just thinking about like the memories that I've had just in the past two years with Arm and Hammer, you know, mm-hmm. and like thinking of the show and everything. I was like, right. Jesus, like I was like looking at the fucking pictures. I was like, Jesus, man, like that was nuts. And then I was thinking of like years of shit with Kendrick Lamar. Yeah. And, but it was like the the visceral reaction that I had uh, for from both of them mm-hmm. uh, this morning was was pretty unreal yeah. thinking about that I was like damn this is when I first heard Arm & Hammer like things were pretty different mm-hmm. for me than they are now and when I was first getting into hip hop and I fell in love with Good Kid Mad City I was fucking 17 I was like 16 years old like barely <laughs> so yeah. I was like both of these albums have like are like huge for me in that regard mm-hmm. yeah so that's also it's like like I said for me it's personal at this point <laughs> like, I'm like fuck no I get I get what you're saying I'm kind of come from that same scene too cause like I felt like I was present and I was like still very much listening to Kendrick when he was coming out and everyone was talking mm-hmm. about him and then even more recently now with Arm & Hammer um, like you know just us being into that whole group that whole scene and then going to see them live it just fucking Mm-hmm. kept putting my love for them like up and up and mm-hmm. you know I still listen to a lot of their stuff individually together yeah um, so I've appreciated them more recently for sure yeah same um, but for longevity <laughs> wise I mean it's fucking country yeah that's the, that's the same thing that's been happening to me I was like man like yeah. Arm and Hammer's been my shit I mean literally Billy Woods and Arm and Hammer were in my rap that we <laughs> talked about like I, I'm I, fucking yeah. <laughs> I, I get a nod yeah. yeah and Kendrick is like we're still very much seeing you know him being the face of you know recent hip hop mm-hmm. um, I love that too I forgot to bring this out last uh, other two picks that we were talking about but a lot of you know prime time what people consider the golden age of mm-hmm. hip hop you know mm-hmm. 
that 90s school like 90s hip-hop but now you're seeing this and it's keeping it moving it's keeping you know keeping the chains rolling yeah so yeah fuck man it's that's the thing I literally, you know, I've mentioned it a couple of times that you could almost, that you would almost have to do this thing in order to decide an album, yeah. and I fucking did it. I went down and compared song by song <laughs> for Arm & Hammer and Good Kid, Mad City this morning nice. and picked out highlights. And let me just point some things out for y'all. Okay. Uh, first off, Haram, insane start. The first five fucking songs... Mm-hmm. From Sir Benny Miles all the way down, that was a nice ass catch. <laughs> uh, I was like, I am not gonna not mention yeah. that. That was fucking sick. Uh, Sir Benny Miles uh, all the way through Aberdeen. Stupid, yeah. stupid yeah. run. Black sunlight, everything. Particularly everything. black sunlight through Aub- that three song Came run is She's great. dumb. Yep. Uh, then God's feet. Pepper Tree, Falling Out the Sky is a nuts song. Mm-hmm. Elucid and Billy Woods, arguably best verses on the whole album. Mm-hmm. But wait, there's more. You get songs like fucking Squeegee, then you get Robert Moses and Stone Fruit to end the album. Are you kidding me? Stone Fruit wrapping up the Chicharrones. album. Chicharrones with that creepy ass mm-hmm. beat. Stone Fruit with Billy Woods' best verse, in my opinion, on it. Bananas. Mm-hmm. Bananas. You've got that going up against Good Kid Mad City. Where do we fucking begin? You get Shireen Master Splinter's daughter, great introduction to the story, starts out with that crazy, with like the cell phone call sample, nuts. The beat on that, Banana Land. Then you get Bitch Don't Kill My Vibe, one of the biggest songs for the past fucking decade. Mm-hmm. Definitely for Kendrick. You let me keep going. Backseat Freestyle. <laughs> if you were <laughs> if you were in high school in 2010 to 2015, you definitely smoked a Backwood rolled by a fucking band member that played trombone listening to Backseat Freestyle. <laughs> uh, the Art of Peer Pressure. I one of my favorite songs of all time, mm-hmm. Money Trees, J Rock's best feature verse of all time. The beat on Whoa. that, nuts. Uh, Poetic Justice, great. Come on, if you like Drake, uh, I do love that song still. Good Kid, decent track. Mad City, one of the hardest beat switches of mm-hmm. 2014. Uh, swim or 2012 when this came out. I just said 2014. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, swimming pools. Swimming pools extended. Because mm. the single was huge, and then yep. that second, the beat switch on that song, nuts, leading into "Sing About Me, I'm Dying of That Thirst. counts for like five points. Yeah, <laughs> you get the end of "Swimming Pools" into like that sample where he's like, "They killed my fucking brother, man. I'm tired of this shit. I'm tired yeah. of running." Like, ah, dude, I fucking sat here. I was like, had the green lamp on. <laughs> I was just in here sweating. I was in here like this, just fucking (laughs) listening to this, and then that fucking transition from swimming pools to sing about me happened, and I was like, oh, I was like awakening. Yeah, dude, I was like Jesus Christ, Uh, and then that whole twelve-minute song, sing about me, Mm -hmm. uh, just one of my one of the best ways of telling a story of all time over a hip-hop song it's in the upper echelon of storytelling songs for hip-hop in my opinion and keep, uh, keep some tissues handy because you will mm-hmm. you start tearing up the way that whole song's done with the again the cell phone or like the voice recorded like mm-hmm. the skits kind of of the kid getting shot and shit like god damn it's deep 
it's deep mm-hmm. and that's like basically the end of like the that's like the climax of the story is this 12 minute masterpiece and yeah man uh <laughs> that all being said there it is i gotta yeah. go good kid mad yeah. city man <laughs> i love haram and i love arm and hammer but all of that matched up. It, they're both so hype. Al- the albums are just so unreal in and of themselves. Yeah. But I'm a sucker for a story, and just the I, yeah. I had a legitimate, real reaction to that album this morning, and I was like, "That's powerful, dude." Fuck, man. Yeah, yeah I was like, "I gotta go, good kid," because it still does that. It's done that to me. That was like the twentieth time I've had that happen because of this album, and I was like, "It still affects me like it did when I was." 15, 16 years old, that's, yeah. yeah. Like, I can't not, so. That's valid, man. Yeah. Like, the way you went into every, and you were passionate about every song that you talked about. Mm-hmm. So I totally get that. Sorry to hog the mic for, I was no, like, no, I no, fucking, no. I sat there and did it. I was like, you Jesus. Just did the, if you had a mic, you'd, you'd fucking <laughs> slam that in the floor because that was the best mic drop. Thank you. Um, Damn, I don't know, man. I'm still toss-up i've thought about both of these tremendously and honestly as much as i love both of these both these artists amazing everything they've done their their journeys where they're still headed you know there's mm-hmm. both have very much still so much music i hope to make because i'd want to keep listening to their new stuff um i'm gonna follow you on this mm. And I'm picking Kendrick. Damn. All right. I have much appreciation for Arm and Hammer. You know, mm-hmm. I brought it up for a reason. Mm-hmm. Thank you. I mean, honestly, shout out to you for introducing me to it. And then we introduced him to it. Right. So yeah, shout out. Full <laughs> Came full circle. Right. Full circle. But yeah, I'm going Kendrick. Yeah, and you're the one that has to Lenny and George it out back. Sorry, buddy. Matt, what do you got? It's tough, man. Yeah. Um, I think when you compare it, you know, like you just did, track for track, each stands out in its own way. Um, but for the hip hop bracket and what we're doing here and representing, I think Arm and Hammer is still a little too new to that. To that, and for right. that reason, I think you know, yeah, Kendrick moves on. Just, yeah. Fuck yeah. You know, we all love Arm and Hammer, obviously. Mm-hmm. So. It's a good point. That's a very good point. Um, but when we're stacking hip hop artists as a whole, and we got Biggie mm-hmm. on there and Pox in there, and I mean, Kendrick's yeah. got to be somewhere still mm-hmm. in there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The there was, I thought about it. I was like, if you consider like four albums that kind of built the foundation of hip hop, like at, like where we stand now, mm-hmm. I was like, Kendrick Lamar was kind of the last cornerstone mm-hmm. of that. And like this album in particular, uh-huh. you get, and I was like, you've got like Ready to Die slash All Eyes on Me. Like mm-hmm. those two albums are one cornerstone. Mm-hmm that leading into like fucking 36 and mm-hmm. tribe and all that's the other one and then you get like you get like the new school like the yeah. stuff that yeah and Kendrick is mm-hmm. it yeah. yeah so very I that I thought I was gonna go through all of that work and have you guys still be like <laughs> nah haram yeah, I was like uh, Matt, we could end this man's yeah. whole career right now we can make this guy look like a fucking yeah. idiot dude <laughs> You just gave an impassioned speech, but we're still no. Uh, that would have been right now, I, that would have been so good. I was I was anticipating that. I was like, I'm gonna give. I was like, I'm gonna get on a little soapbox about this, and I was like, I compared them. Saw I did all the work. I was like, if they vote Haram, I don't care. <laughs> yeah. I was like, if any of them go through, that's fine. I personally, but yeah, we did it. We did it. Good kid, Mad City goes on, and I am three for three on the day. Look at you bragging about it. I'm keep. I'm just keeping track. I've wow. 
this this has been this one page in my notebook. It's like so just. We're seeing the project full time. You see that? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> this is it. There it is. Anyway, anyway, we move on to a mat on Matt matchup with All Eyes on Me. I'm by, by Tupac going up against. Ba 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 ba. I did bring it. You did? Yes. Mr. Most Death, black on both sides. Yeah. Where do yes, we uh, where do we go now? Where do we start? <laughs> where do we go now? Um I don't know where you go with these two. Mm-hmm. This is kind of a, another dance. Yeah. On both sides. Yeah. No pun intended. No pun no really. Uh it is I think most death though, like I've said before, doesn't mm-hmm. get enough credit for what he's no. done to the hip hop for the hip hop hip hop no. community with his mm-hmm. debut with this album, with all yeah. the things that he's collaborated with and inspired and I don't know, so many people recognize him as being a good one, as a good MC and a, as a good lyricist, but I don't think he gets that that overall love in the hip hop community. Right. Like some of the other ones too that you're like, oh, like Yeah. What? Drake? Who? Yeah. What are we doing? Uh-huh. Yeah. Come on, man. Let's figure it out. Yeah, that is, and you know, the work that he did as Black Star too. You know, that's like most devs been in it, and I feel like he has just always been in the background for yeah. some reason or another. And it's like he's like one of those guys that's just constantly putting stuff out. Yeah, and then mm-hmm. even this, it's like hard to hear to find people talking about Black on both sides. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. As far as the best albums of all time. Great that they talk about, you know, this is Black Star. Yeah. Uh, or whatever. It was in this bracket. Mm-hmm. But this is the this is the superior album out of the two, yeah. for sure. And it's just funny to me that it this does because I started looking when you cause you brought up the point last time, you're like, this album is so underrated. Like mm-hmm. you're like, I'm just glad we keep getting to talk. <laughs> you said something like yeah. we keep getting to talk about it at this point. And it is. I was like, damn. That's so wild. That's like crazy to me. I really like that he he kind of has that luxury where like um, the real like hip hop heads, like people that listen to hip hop mm-hmm. and underground hip hop, can look at this and you know say, hey, that's one of most F's best albums. Right. Probably his best album. Yeah. Even con- and considering Black Star, like he this is such a good album for him and it does get swept under the rug. I don't know if it's because, you know, he wasn't too, I guess, popular, like he wasn't in mainstream a lot or like mm-hmm. the year it, it came out. The too. year also, ninety nine, like yeah, timing. It's a yeah. turning of yeah, the like ahead of its time. Like a last one for the nineties going into two thousand. So yeah, it's it's kind of in that weird area where it's like people know about it mm-hmm. but not enough to like, you know, put it in or say that like it's right. one of the best hip hop albums, but it definitely is. Mm-hmm. And once you hear it, I think you get that appreciation immediately. Mm-hmm. You're like, what the hell was I not? Where has this been? Exactly. Yeah, like it has. It just and it's again to use the word timeless. Like it's it's got a timeless feel to it. It holds a candle to stuff that you know was released yesterday and three four years prior to its release. Mm-hmm. You know, I was like, damn, this was this could have been up there with like you know low end theory and you know like it could have been a contender for you know like fucking all eyes on me you know (laughs) like had they been out at the same time I was looking at it just now it also has you know it has great production Mm -hmm. obviously you know it has Primo it has a bunch of these other producers it has uh, really also great features Q-Tip on it yep Um, and then also another Tribe member, isn't it? Or no, sorry, Busta. He's mm-hmm. he featured on that song. Yeah. Uh, Talib Kweli, you know, of course. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, 
so yeah, it, it's very timeless. A, a lot of it is also has really classic songs, you know, mathematics with that premier piano beat. Mm-hmm. Uh, fucking, uh, you have what song is that? Miss Fat Booty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that ends up you know getting just got sampled recently by Jid. Mm-hmm. So it, it's still you know I feel like it is. If you're talking about hip hop, it has to be in the conversation. It has to yeah. be at the table. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and then comparing it to what we're what it's battling is not really comparing anything. No, it's uh, it's tough. Yeah, it's tough. And and this this is a tough. It's not like I guess it's not a tough realization for me, but it just kind of cemented that I don't like. Tupac's not one of my favorites. Dude, I know you. I knew you were gonna say that. Just say it. Yeah, like he's <laughs> Don't just not. No, and, and no, and, and this yeah. isn't me sugarcoating it. It's like I respect him for what he is, but I think it was just like an overexposure after you know getting an enjoyable. You know, I was already, and it wasn't. I don't give a fuck about hip hop beefs. I'm not in hip hop, yeah, you know. Right. I'm just a fan. Yeah. I there's I have ranted and raved about all eyes on me up until this point, you know. But it's like I was thinking about it and I was like, you know, this I was like he and he also has two other like he has great albums like, you know, Machiavelli, like uh even before this, yeah. Yeah. Me Against the World. Yeah, Me Against the World. Yeah. There's better like he had or not better albums. This is his best in my opinion, but I was like yeah, I think I just got, like, overexposed to it after a while, you know? Because I, like, when I, places I worked would play him all the time, and I was like, nah, I just, I personally like Biggie. I think I was just, by happenstance, in a lot of Tupac situations. Mm -hmm. I love him. I think he's, like, you know, he's one of the best, but me personally, it's just like, Mm -hmm. I don't go out of my way a lot of the time to listen to him. So, uh, but most deaf (laughs) is, like, a very... You know, like I said, Black Star, I kind of got into them when I first got back, you know, fully into hip hop again, you mm-hmm. know, after a, a hiatus from the genre. So I've been with Most Def, and then, you know, you introduced me to Black on Both Sides as like a whole project. And yeah, it's, it's just a, too good. <laughs> it's just too good of a project. I will not take any Tupac slander in this household. Tupac <laughs> is the best. <laughs> I think Tupac, I think, I mean, come on, man. If we're, if we're talking about a hip-hop bracket, Tupac is yeah. hip-hop. Mm-hmm. I've said that mil- millions of times. <laughs> no. But Tupac is the embodiment of hip-hop in a way that he like popularized it so much, and it was like such a big deal coming from like the West Coast, like on the West Coast side. Yeah. yeah. If we're thinking about the West Coast side, you think of you know um, the earlier stuff, like Straight Outta Compton with them and yeah. Dr. Dre, Snoop Dogg, but Tupac, he's, he's in that also. Yeah. He's in that picture. So I think he has to be in the bracket. Mm-hmm. I think him going up against Most Def, it's hard because Most Def, I think, lyrically has an edge on him. Uh-huh. But, yeah, 100%. But Tupac, yeah, sure. he has just, like, the credibility. Mm-hmm. Like, he has the street cred, the street cred, literally. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. but I don't know, man. Um, You're right. Lyrically, Most Def has an edge. I yeah, think most definitely. I think he's talking about multiple things. There's mm. no thug mentality to where that's kind of what you're limited to in that genre because you're rapping about the same style of things. Whereas most of yeah. right, you know, rapping about Star Wars and like random things you know, <laughs> and making it sound so unique and you know memorable. Um, but I love Tupac. I'm gonna you know fight to the death for Tupac because mm-hmm. you know besides N.W.A. Yeah. Tupac was like that's me growing up and like yeah. getting introduced to hip hop and rap those are the two staples for me mm-hmm. um, 
for I, a lot I of don't people. think this album for me is my favorite Tupac album. Mm-hmm. I think the one before this would probably be my favorite because it's got a lot of hidden gems in there, and this is more like very thuggish. And I think that's mm-hmm. when that mentality took a hold of him, and you can feel it throughout the album. But there's so many good features with Snoop and you know everybody on this album that it's, it's hard not to have it in that that top bracket spot. Um, yeah. Man, I don't even know what to vote. I don't, I, I don't want to stir anyone's decisions, but three of these albums today that we've talked about have Wu-Tang features on them. See what I did there? <laughs> no, no, two, two fucking okay. scumbag. <laughs> <laughs> Just call me Johnny fucking Appleseed, baby. <laughs> um, <laughs> Matt's going Tupac. Dorian. Did you say you're going? I, I, I don't know. He hasn't voted. Oh, yeah, but no, he said he doesn't even know what to vote. You were about to sell me that you were going yeah. for Tupac, yeah. but I was like, you got Tupac. I just I don't know how <clears throat> how to say one is better than the other. No. I think that's the same argument I've made multiple times about our matchups but you know Tupac is one of my favorites Black on Both Sides is one of my favorite albums of all time mm-hmm. in, that, in that genre too so I'm gonna let you guys vote first okay I, am I, re- I respect it I will respect that decision oh, fuck and it's <laughs> you guys do it there's reasons there's <laughs> yeah. there's I think that so this. I mean, you already told us you hate Tupac. I didn't say I hated him. Holy shit! I'm glad he died. Oh Oh my god! (laughs) Fucking clip it. Show ready to die again. Oh my god! Yes. Uh, No, I don't. It's so. That's the thing, though, is <laughs> real recognize real, and I ain't no, and I ain't no pukester. So the fact that that's the case with me and being in that position where it's like I can't not respect that and his just what he did for hip hop and everything. Like everybody that we listen to now since him is influenced directly by him, right. and he had a beef and was friends with Biggie one of like my you know my side of the coin so it's nuts and the fact that that's the case to where I feel as if I've been overexposed to an artist Mm -hmm. (laughs) says something yeah Mm -hmm. so with that being said and I feel like we voted on I have voted albums through for various reasons and for that reason alone I'm gonna add another one Mm -hmm. I have to. I think I gotta push Tupac through because that's fucking. Whoa. You gotta respect that. Like you have like most deaf. Like I said, I love I love most deaf. I am very happy that I've got introduced to Black on both sides. Mm-hmm. But there's something to that to where it's like I'm yeah. completely like one of them. I claim to be such a huge fan of hip hop and one of the biggest in the game. I don't go out of my way. <laughs> you know, it's like yeah. that's because I feel as if I've gotten my fill of it. You know, yeah. <laughs> so with that, it's it's not uh, out of spite or anything. It's like I respect the fuck out of that. I gotta mm-hmm. push that through, and it's my favorite album of his. So, 
I'm, I'm pushing it through. I was or giving my vote to it. I was not seeing you vote Tupac. I a hundred percent know you. Not won. even before this, but I was like in general when I was thinking about this, I was thinking at the bracket. I'm like Tupac is definitely gonna be there. Mm-hmm. And then when I saw it, when I was going against Most Def, I was like, I think Dwayne's more more of a Most Def fan. Mm-hmm. And I'm kind of also more of a Most Def fan. Mm-hmm. But going back into these, I didn't think. I mean, I'll I'll put my vote in. I'm going Tupac as well. Mm-hmm. But I didn't think it would be such a landslide. Yeah. I love Tupac. Yeah. I was I was thinking it would be close. If we had more mm-hmm. people, maybe it, you would see a little bit more variety. Yeah. But I'm going Tupac, and I think... Was that your vote? What that is my vote. vote. Yeah. Yeah. I thought this was when this was another matchup that I was like, I think Tupac's going to win, but it's not. I was like, I think I'm going to vote black on both sides and then I finally spilled my guts and I was like I just I'm like I, I don't listen to him that much anymore right, I just right. don't and then I thought I like actually mulled that over in my head as to why and I was like that's bananas to think about I was like so shout out <laughs> that's a crazy point to bring up because you respect it so much where you kind of just like you had this moment with it mm-hmm. for me at least I had my moment with it and I'm like okay I'm kind of past that. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't go back but if, to it. But yeah. if I come back to it, yeah, I'm yeah. like, this is yeah. so good. Yeah. Like, I, anytime... I get sucked back into my old me. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> anytime Ambitions as a writer, you know, happens to come on, I'm just... I'm like, let this fucking heat. I'm like, this is one of the greatest songs ever. Uh, but yeah, it's like one of those I just... I don't go out of my way to listen to that much anymore. I think it is, you know, kind of... I've ingested so much new hip-hop since i kind of was very into that album mm-hmm. that it's like i've i've fallen in love with seven albums since you know yeah. <laughs> that kind of thing yeah. uh so with that being said all eyes on me moves on and we get uh the best of the west coming up mm-hmm. there it is once we get back to that side but it's the final four the Semi-finals, basically. The semi-finals. We've got 36 Chambers by Wu-Tang Clan. Going up against Ready to Die by Biggie. Uh, this is the biggest... This is Godzilla versus King Kong. Yeah, this is like a monster yeah. matchup. Yeah. Like, how dare you put these against each other. Yeah. Like, this is... This is a tough one for just any... If anybody... If we had anybody here to, you know whatever yeah i don't know for me i think it's a for me it's an easy push mm-hmm. i'm not gonna say who yeah um and i think it's based on what we just talked with our argument on the last pick yeah and what that means to hip-hop um as a whole yeah um, wu-tang 36 chambers solid all the way through mm-hmm. brought up some great points about all the different tracks start to finish yeah ready to die <laughs> ain't no biggie <laughs> yeah. uh, is one of the greatest hip hop albums. Probably, I would lean towards that being my favorite rather than All, All Eyes on Me. As a, as me, an album. me as well. Hundred mm-hmm. percent. Yeah. Um, so my argument is going to probably stick with that mm-hmm. probably until the very end mm-hmm. of the bracket, depending on what's it, what it, what it matches up against. Right. You know, Biggie's Biggie's hip hop, even though it wasn't a long career, it was yeah. a staple and a an imprint yeah. imprint on hip hop that will never be. Yeah, overshadowed by anybody. Nobody's ever sounded like Biggie. No, I don't think it's gonna be duplicated either. It's yeah, and just the the overall like just the 
what is it like the theme of the album not like it's not like oh this is a themed album you know but just like Mm -hmm. the thematic elements to it the the storytelling to ready to die Mm -hmm. you know the just there's a lot of really good like sampling on it you know like with the pager noise uh on warning you know it's very it's like kind it's almost ahead of its time really Sure. For for 1994, and then it is almost you know it's it kind of almost leans toward being like a concept album at times, mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. the samples kind of telling a story mm-hmm. in between shit, mm-hmm. and then it's just like the biggest kind of in your face like what the fuck is up like it's yeah. just it's just yeah. like I feel like it's just a Biggie flex the whole time in this album mm-hmm. he's just like what's up motherfuckers like yeah. I, he's like yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, hella braggadocious yeah and it's just so mm-hmm. to its core badass mm-hmm. it's just it does not get better than this the flip on Big Papa mm-hmm. um, the Isley Brothers uh, between the sheets sampling yeah. that like no one else no. can touch that song anymore because <laughs> yeah. it's been used to its maximum yeah you know it has you know Biggie Smalls and on that fucking song yeah like an R&B song to a hip hop song it's fucking beautiful like mm-hmm. when producers can do that and create such a different song from the same you know little sample so it's hard to replicate but I think you can say the same thing about Wu-Tang yeah like sure what kind yeah. of group nowadays and even looking at hip hop what kind of group is going to represent again another like 10 member group yeah. where there's just every single one they have yeah. the producers they have all the rappers they have the crazy one they have everything mm-hmm. that's impossible that's where it gets nuts yeah. to, like to think about really like our future doesn't hold a candle no Brockhampton doesn't hold a candle no all these other groups like sure they're kinda they're good to even get close to this you'd have to bring a super group like something like fucking uh, Perfect Circle you know like have like Hendrick and like Dr. Dre producing and then Eminem and then you know 50 Cent that's that's how close you'd have to get yeah to get to what Wu-Tang did yeah right so I don't know man (laughs) I don't know, man. <laughs> Jacob hates Biggie Smalls. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> you piece of shit! Jacob hates Biggie. No, <laughs> um, that is a hell of a point. But <laughs> God damn it, I'm not gonna let you do it again, man. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna push AT Aliens through earlier. <laughs> what the fuck? We're not doing. This. We're not doing this. We're not doing this again. Uh, I mean, it's just yeah. They, but it was like, oh man, it's just the fucking. <laughs> they're both so insanely influential that it's so yeah, hard yeah. to do. Good like, but it's so it's so difficult, you know, than to think, you know, of like the like ODB and like everybody that came out you know we've talked about that a couple of times during the bracket like you know you had Liquid Swords you know uh, you know Go- Ghostface his whole career Cuban Links everything yeah Cuban Links like what the hell dude <clears throat> but I mean it's fucking ready to die man <laughs> it's fucking it's it's machine gun funk it's yeah. it's who shot yeah, you? Separate ya. the weak from the opposite. Yeah, give me the like. Just you, just throw a dart, man. Fuck it. 
Uh, oh. Oh, God damn it. God. Okay. So that's the that's the podcast. We're quitting. <laughs> it's over. <laughs> we we've been into both of these so much already that mm-hmm. um, I'm running out of things to say. Yeah, I think we just I think at this rate we just kind of give a reason why and maybe just push push one through. Oh shit! Okay, we just kind of like I vote this and this is why for me I'm going ready to die because it's been fair. Out of all of the classic hip hop albums, that's been mine. Like that's mine. I that from the album cover <laughs> to mm-hmm. everything about it, uh, and just what it did. It's it it's was probably the most iconic baby cover. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a lot yeah. other than this one. The baby, the yeah. baby. <laughs> <laughs> no, and uh, just the fact that it was an absolute Optimus Prime fist right to mm-hmm. hip hop is was. Mm-hmm. Always will be. Yeah. yeah, it's just a, it's just influences massive. So I personally vote ready to die for that reason. <sighs> yes, yeah, you know I grew up yeah. in high school in the East Coast, West Coast beef. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so you know hip hop was really prominent in that time, and for that reason alone, ready to die stands out for me mm-hmm. as one of the best <sighs> of all time. You guys. Turned on me terribly. <laughs> this was my. This was mine that I was your like, champion. This was my ticket, man. <laughs> I just put everything on black and lost. <laughs> <laughs> Jacob found a guy doing bets for the bracket. <laughs> yeah. Somehow, somehow, one of you out there leaked. This has a betting ring. My draft kings. Fucking. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was gonna go Wu Tang just because I've I've yeah. been on that bandwagon and. I've been, you know, advocating for them tremendously. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Biggie deserves to go through. I feel like yeah. um, just for him as a standpoint for hip hop, we've already said it, he had such a staple. Um, mm-hmm. When you think about hip hop and East Coast, he is probably the first thing that comes up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like Wu Tang, yes, but still, not a lot of people, you know, are really, really big if they're into hip hop. Yeah. They'll hear Wu-Tang, they'll think, you know, it's like, you know, a movie or something, I don't know. But, <laughs> like a kung fu thing. Yeah, yeah. it is very kung fu, there, this album. But Biggie Smalls is, you know, just for the popularity that he had, um, mm-hmm. the co-sign with Diddy, you know, and everything that was on it. I mean, in part, I'll take the win just because Method Man's on your album, so he's still <laughs> carrying, the, he's carrying the torch, he's got the banners. Right. So, but, yeah. Ready well to done. die. Cool. Ready to die moves on to the finals. Dun, dun, we got our first final. We got our first final album. Oh God! All right. Well, at least I'm in the finals. Uh, <laughs> at least one of my picks is in the final. Uh, this next one, I feel like I know how it's gonna go, um, but I feel kind of the same about this as I do as Jacob did about the last one. Is I my thing still holds mm. my my impassioned I the British are coming excited. speech. Yeah. I, I think that's. <laughs> I don't want to overdo it. I think that's like... No, I think that means a lot, too. It shows yeah. how much that influenced you and yeah. your appreciation for this genre and for that artist mm-hmm. and for it being a part of your life as a whole. I think yeah. a lot of these artists have that impact on all of us mm-hmm. in separate ways. So Yeah, and so I'll just cast my vote early and I'll let you guys bicker it out. I'm, I'm putting a... Yeah. Everything on Good Kid, so of course you are. Good right. Kid, you're a good kid. Yeah, <laughs> over a pot, huh? Yep. You know, you you gotta have one. You you gotta have one, man. We can't push both through. 
that's what's hard. That's what's tricky. That would be the most predictable outcome of all time. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised. But I was like, I was I was thinking, I was like, watch it be Haram ready to die. That would be fucking hilarious. I was thinking that. But then I, I, I really sat down and did the the meat and potatoes of it but it would that would be hilarious if it just ended up being all eyes on me versus ready to die that's why i'm like i gotta vote good kid you know you'd say kendrick was 21 when he did this album tupac was probably 24 25 i think he was 25 when he died mm-hmm. um so very Early on in their adolescent life, and like growing into who they are as artists, you know. And mm-hmm. Luckily, Kendrick's you know still alive and doing well. Yeah. You know, but Tupac being cut down and not being able to like do more, um, it kind of cements this as one of those albums. Just like it's, it's just been, it's like the Jeff Buckley's Grace. It's like mm-hmm. it's the finale mm-hmm. album. You know? mm-hmm. Yeah. Didn't know that. What's uh, it called? The the Bird Song or something like that? Swan Song. Swan Song. Swan song. Yeah. yeah. There we yeah, go. It's like Swan Song. Real quick, speaking of Jeff Buckley, was listening to a comedy podcast and they ended up like going off on a tangent about Grace (laughs) and like how Jeff Buckley died. Like they were telling one of the other guys the story of it. I was like, oh, damn. uh And then like, but Grace, fantastic fucking album. (laughs) I was like, hell yeah, shout out Jeff. (laughs) But yeah, the swan song thing kind of. It is. Yeah, that's that's the like the strange part I guess about sometimes with music like when an artist makes music and you know they pass shortly after mm-hmm. like it gets appraised so much more as like oh this was like you know his final like calling and then anything afterwards that comes out you're like sure like glad it's out it had mm-hmm. to be out but like is it the same does it have the same feeling yeah. are you like oh is this just cause it was a money grab like they just wanted to put it out there yeah. or do they actually like want to have people listen to it you know and could make it mem- even more memorable but it's already like it's Tupac like this this kind of album kind of and it's iconic image like is him and everything that mm-hmm. like he represented everything even afterwards it's like sure but this was you know prime Tupac when he was mm-hmm. You know, at the pinnacle of, you know, in a sense, his career, also popularity, mainstream, everything. So, yeah, man. And then you have Kendrick. He, it's <laughs> kind of same for him, but more recently, you know, yeah. everything he was doing with the Grammys and like all his shows and this started off. Yeah. Like, this started off an insane three album run. Mm-hmm. Like this, this to Pippa Butterfly and Damn. That three album run is fucking elite to pip a, bu- a butterfly is still regarded as like by men a lot of people one of the best hip-hop albums of all time and yeah i mean with good reasoning like everything on that yeah. album with the production everything but i mean yeah man um we're talking about a timeless classic and then one that's very much a classic but mm-hmm. it's still kind of we're still seeing it unfold we're, we're still seeing kendrick yeah. you know like where where will when it's all said and done for his discography where will it stack you know yeah. against you know it all it already being a stacked fucking discography with mm-hmm. what you just said about T Pab, but <laughs> what you mean by that? What you mean? Yeah. <laughs> what you mean by that? What you mean by that? Uh, who wants to be the bad guy? <laughs> who wants to be the bad guy? 
I'm going. I already voted. He's already voted. Yeah, I voted good I'm kid. I'm going Pac because yeah. it's it's just my yeah my guy. Mm-hmm. So mm, I should have gone first. No, I should have gone first. Now I'm yeah. nervous. <laughs> you go ahead. Yeah, let's let you throw me away, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I think if I don't pick Tupac, Matt's gonna hold me down outside and ask me to not Rob me in the parking yeah, I think lot. Both of, them, both of them deserve to move on mm-hmm. in their own respects. I think yeah. it's just a matter of you know you gravitating towards that, having an influence yeah. for you in a lot of ways. Same thing for me. Same argument. Yeah. Different. Different time frame. Same. Same shit. Yeah. Different toilet. You? Well, maybe. Well, maybe. They are the only argument I give. Um, I would get. I would. You know, both of these should move on mm-hmm. definitely. But the only argument I give for me personally. I like some of Kendrick's other work more. Of course. That sounds about right. Like, To Pimp a Butterfly, I'm yeah. in that group. I think it's one of the best hip hop albums of all Same. time. Same. Same. So, for that reason, I'm going Tupac. Because I think Tupac is, he is our face, at least in West Coast. He yeah. Is, he is hip hop over here. He represented it so well from the difference of the East and West. Um, the different coasts colliding and having that beef and you know rapping about each other Biggie Smalls you know him doing that and then Tupac doing this probably made one of the craziest fucking uh, diss tracks mm-hmm. of all time um, so I'm going Tupac man I'm, I'm yeah sorry it's all good <laughs> shout out Tupac moves on and we are in the final the finale it has come down to this You know, I didn't think we would do it. I didn't think we would. I didn't think we would go the. <laughs> I didn't think we'd have the predictable outcome. But here we are. It could. It's. It. Hey. Hey. It had all of these. Hey, every album deserved to do what it did. It all did. eyes on me and ready to die. This is good first bracket. It was some unreal right, shit this, went this through. Is a very stereotypical. This. It, this kind of is. Yeah. But I don't think we planned it. To no. happen that way no. at all. No. This is not happen. this is not years we didn't go bi weekly so we could act like, you know, do storyboard writing for the hip hop bracket. Yeah, right. Uh this is all unplanned. I if you guys could see my notes, there's so much shit scratched <laughs> out <laughs> through every round because I've just eaten my own dick for the past like <laughs> for the past three weeks. Um but yeah. All Eyes on Me moves on and is going up against Ready to Die. This yeah. is the hip-hop conversation. This is it. So everyone so has. People argue and mm-hmm. fights. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, honestly, this is what's. This is why I'm n- not irate about this right now. It's because this is the first hip-hop bracket we, we're going to do. Mm-hmm. I assume we'll do more. Yeah. It makes sense that both of these made it to the first onto the first bracket yeah. in the first place obviously ready to die obviously then what else are you going to bring up if that's already on the bracket all eyes on me yeah right mm-hmm. so no surprise to anybody that they're on the first bracket and if that's the case and you're going to do multiple of these you might as well like that's going to be get the case this one yeah. In there, yeah. get it in there pit them up that's what the fans want probably that's what the people at home want yeah this is fucking Monday Night Raw now. We're going to start cutting promos. I already cut a promo for Good Kid Mad City and then got fucking 
of mice and men out back. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, let's let's open it up. Let's open up this can of whoop ass. Um, this is when it gets really hard because you know then you do kind of start thinking about it, and it's like no matter what I feel personally now, it's like the fact is is like these two albums were it, you know, like in a sense, like yeah. the only a lot for a while, like the only hip hop I was really exposed to was like stuff that was on the radio and like mm-hmm. radio friendly, so like Nelly and all that shit. Yeah. And then these two albums, <laughs> like, mm-hmm. and like I remember Big Papa from when I was super young. I remember all these like the just Tupac in general. Mm-hmm. Maybe come to find out, a lot of it was this album. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just that's now it's like I'm I'm in a rock and a hard place now mm-hmm. too because it's like damn. And then of course the influence clearly. Yeah, yeah. This is like golden age hip hop to its yeah. peak. Like when sure. people think about talking about who's the greatest of all time in hip-hop yeah it somehow narrows down to this it's either you know biggie and tupac or tupac and nas or nas and you know x it's always yeah one of these two coming up in that talk so mm-hmm. i mean we have we have that reference we have that east west which one's better you know we have mm-hmm. different styles different rapping different you know production yeah. mm-hmm and that and it's kind of the like this was it like this because of these two like this kind of genre of hip hop was like there and gone kind of pretty quickly you know like it moved so far away from this like you know because then it became 50 cent and that was like super modernized in comparison Mm -hmm. like if Mm -hmm. Like, if they could have heard, you know, what came out and was considered, like, you know, the same hip-hop, like, gangster rap, whatever you want to call it, mm-hmm. which, in my opinion, the best frame of reference for that would be 50 Cent. Sure. Mm-hmm. Like, they'd be like, what the fuck? Like, this yeah. is so, this is from the future, you know? Yeah. Like, this is so wild. And then, True, yeah. you, you know, things, the other guys that came out in that, and then, you know, even to get out of gangster rap, you know, the Tribe Called Quests, mm-hmm. you know, they were kind of already doing their thing, but how they progressed. Yeah. Uh, and then just everything as a whole, they'd be like, what the hell? Because it, this kind of genre was so, it was just so fleeting, it feels like, you know? Like, these two albums, as we kind of said, haven't been replicated, like, will never be replicated. Right. And mm-hmm. things that sounded like this, other than, like, Wu-Tang, like, mm-hmm. weren't around for very long. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is says something for both of them, you know? Like, sure. the fact that the two greats, two albums that can't ever be touched, mm-hmm. like replicated, and this is every hip hop bracket ends up being this. Like, that's. <laughs> There's reasons behind that. <laughs> that's dumb as hell. <laughs> it's just how it works. It's how it works. There's uh, solid arguments for both albums. Mm-hmm. Like, you're saying you got the West Coast style, you got mm-hmm. the East Coast style, you mm-hmm. got that that setting that they both displayed and like kind of recognized and that's what they were portraying and like yeah. getting on that bandwagon and like having other artists jump on that wagon mm-hmm. and that's why there's so many features on the Pac album I mean there's people yeah. that I'd never heard of and then they yeah. didn't have any Since. teachers yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> so everybody just gravitated towards him because like you said he was West Coast hip hop in the 90s yeah. or mm-hmm. the mid 90s or early 90s I should say um and then Biggie on the East Coast doing his own thing and coming out of nowhere and just cementing himself with this album being like boom and there's more to come you know and having that 
you know, influence many people and bringing that East Coast style out a little bit more and having yeah. more artists come out of that that area because a lot of people didn't that were on the West Coast maybe didn't listen to that. I I know I didn't. Yeah. Besides, you know, listening to you know Wu Tang and stuff like that, but right. Other than that, I wasn't really into the East Coast side besides Biggie because you know yeah. in mm-hmm. high school I did listen to both sides. Didn't have a favorite respect yeah. to both mm-hmm. sides you know and mm-hmm. I think growing up around people that liked hip hop at that time they did have that like oh I just like Biggie yeah. I'm mm-hmm. just a pop fan and this is why you know and I don't think you can say that you like either one over the, the other for what they do because they're both great hip hop artists yeah. and mm-hmm. they both rap differently and they both have different mentalities on what they're saying and how they're meaning it uh, Pac more they're both poetic but I feel like Tupac's more poetic because he had that that acting side and he's more like you know, a little deeper in the sense whereas mm-hmm. Biggie is more like street and can be, make it more relatable mm-hmm. um, well, I think that's why so many people caught on because he made it relatable right. like, to people like me that weren't that didn't know that lifestyle as much mm-hmm. back in the time um, it's, it's like the Dodgers versus the Yankees like this is it like this mm-hmm. is yeah Mm-hmm. where you know people's feelings emotions come out because yeah some people I feel really strongly towards one or the other mm-hmm. yeah um, not only just their styles but what they represent you know mm-hmm. like I feel like I had friends in high school that all they listened to was Tupac and they mm-hmm. kind of like adopted that mentality that like very was. much identified with it yeah and that was the thing yeah very much so mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. and that it really again says something mm-hmm. yeah. you know to have people that much power that it yeah. has on you like the amount of just shirts and posters of Tupac that are like in every smoke shop in America like every Seven mm-hmm. Eleven mm-hmm. that has t-shirt you know the t-shirt rack in the corner there's right. always some airbrushed yep. picture of Tupac on a black t-shirt like that's True. unreal mm-hmm. it's everywhere and I feel like this cause we see it here on the west coast I feel like on the mm-hmm. east coast just as much yeah you know in yeah. that time frame that's what people that's what something yeah. people were kind of leaning towards and especially for hip hop like for that to be them to be so close these albums like mm-hmm. the same time that they were making them um, they're only like a year or two apart yeah right but close, yeah. they're like still like it just cemented what hip hop was going through at that yeah. time and mm-hmm. they had that phase I mean you know we had we had the tribe we had the De La Soul mm-hmm. and then we're moving into a new age with this kind of like gangster yeah. rap and mm-hmm. like street rap yeah. So it's it's cool seeing that like transition and like the you know where it was moving at the time but mm-hmm. these guys were moving that they were moving that train you know. Yeah. They were the face of it. Right. Very much so. I think I'll go on another little monologue unprepared. I'm going to freestyle monologue <laughs> for y'all and give my vote at the end. Vote. I think insane points you know the Tupac thing the popularity behind that and everything you know is is something to be said the amount of songs off of this uh, off of Ready to Die in particular that have made ad campaigns as early as like a Super Bowl ago like Mm -hmm. (laughs) Big Popper Juicy was used Mm -hmm. Uh, the amount of people that you reference this or even say Biggie like so many people know like can just know like a line from this album and all of that stuff like it's equally as huge Tupac as a whole I think his story because maybe and I think it is because he was viewed more as a deeper thinker kind of with his rap and more Uh of a poet and more of like a true artist and everything I think that's what lends to his 
more character and like image being more popular mm -hmm. than Biggie's per se. Okay. It's also Biggie was he has that line or something about like being dark and ugly, uh, which is you know he wasn't exactly pleasing to the eyes. Tupac was a good looking dude, right. so there's also that. But the fact that this the content of this album is as popular as it is and will just continue to be forever mm -hmm. because just the accessibility of music and marketing campaigns being as aggressive as they are, his music's just going to continue to be used until the end of time. Mm -hmm. uh, so I, I put I put my vote on Ready to Die for that alone. Okay. Shout out to Tupac. Like I just said, he, he's one of the biggest American icons of all time up there with the Bob Marleys, the Albert, you know, the... Chuck Norris's and then yeah, Tupac, iconic, yeah, yeah sure. Bob Ross. Like you go to Spencer's, yeah, there's Bob Marley, Bob Ross, and Tupac T-shirts, yeah. and then Johnny Cash flipping off the camera. Those are the four <laughs> T-shirts in every Walmart and Spencer's gifts in America. Yeah. Shout out to them, but I gotta go with Ready to Die. Yeah, that's funny. That's really funny, <laughs> and that's true. <laughs> He's everywhere. Mm -hmm. um, Tupac is everywhere. Biggie is also everywhere. Um, this is a coin toss for me, honestly, because mm -hmm. um, I'm right there with you, man. I love Biggie. I think he's definitely more lyrical. Mm -hmm. I think Tupac has more delivery mm -hmm. um, and just a lot more just rawness to him. But Biggie Smalls, he was like such a pure lyricist and the purest form. And just the flow master. Yeah, the flow master. Everything, his lyrics, like they all have meaning. Like he has you know some crazy wordplay um tupac though man like just the feature list on this everything on it it was so massive it was huge it's like two hours long like it's stupidly long and all the everything on it mm, i want to say tupac but i'm going biggie damn and I'm going Biggie because I, when I was growing up listening to hip hop, I listened to Tupac, I listened to Biggie, but I was listening way more to Biggie and way more East Coast because I yeah. felt like it was more lyrical. They were kind of more thought out than the West Coast at times. West Coast like more bouncier. Mm -hmm. Like Snoop Dogg was bouncy. He was lyrical also. Mm -hmm. Dre kind of more bouncy with the G-Funk and everything. Mm -hmm. But for me, I'm going, I'm going Biggie. Yeah. You know, like I said in our last matchup, like if I had to compare Ready to Die and mm -hmm. All Eyes on Me, Ready to Die is going to win. Yeah. Just mm -hmm. as a solid album. And not having... It just it was more accessible mm -hmm. for hip-hop in, in, in a whole. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, All Eyes on Me is a long album, like I said, two hours. And for me, it's one of my favorite albums, but when I'm having to compare them and yeah. for the bracket. That's my choice. Hell yeah. Mm -hmm. Shout out. Ready to Die. Number one. Moves on, baby. Get all ready to die, baby. Woo! Hell yeah. First bracket is in there it is. the friggity fracking books, dudes. I can't say something. Go ahead. I'll still take a dub. I'm taking a W because my boy Method Man is on that and on also uh, All Eyes on Me. So Wu Tang still. Wu Tang wins. Wu Tang had a foot in the foot in the third place. Third place. You know, Wu Tang had a they had a little something. Wu Tang probably by proxy would have been like they would have gone into the consolation bracket, mm -hmm. and I feel like Wu Tang probably would have been like third place for sure. Oh yeah, yeah. Easy. 
Easy. Hell yeah. Well, that's it for the What You Spin in Hip Hop Bracket. We're going to run a quick commercial <laughs> and then be right back <laughs> to go back to the good old days of the OG formula and introduce our albums for next episode. It's What You Spin in. The end of the hip hop bracketology, baby. Peace. It, I mean, that's why it's predictable. Is because it's the only thing that makes sense to do. <laughs> we got a we're a, a very hip hop heavy podcast. Ouch. Do we all own our picks? I own mine. I do, but I didn't bring it. Nice. You said you didn't own yours? I don't. You didn't know me. It will be here next week, though, hopefully. It's nice. what I bought on Discogs. So. Oh. Ooh. <clears throat> you had already thought this. Yeah. yeah. I, you already had it. I had a couple, and then I was like, whatever I decide, I was like, whatever I... Uh, Excuse me, because we just listened to the same albums for so long. Mm-hmm. I didn't like me listening to Haram and, and uh, Good Kid was my note taking because I was like so familiar with everything by that point that the past month I've just been listening to whatever, mm-hmm. <laughs> <Just> whatever <laughs> the fuck. Everything. Yeah, and so I fell in love with like four different albums in that time frame and like fell back in love with one. You know, discovered three more that I fucking love now and so I was like thinking about it and was on Discogs and all of the ones I wanted were very similar priced and I was like oh okay and Mm. so I went and was thinking about it and I was like well what have I been listening to this week a lot and so I went with that and bought it and I was like that's what I'll do for the podcast so that way by the time it comes it'll be so but who wants to go first I'll start off go ahead Uh, going with an album from 2008 from My Morning Jacket called Evil Urges. Nice. Yes. One of my favorite albums. They have quite a few. Nice. Wait, what's the cover? The front of it? I have not heard that one. Well. Oh, you're in for a treat. Oh, let me tell you. I've heard their newer stuff. Um, okay. I think American Dad used a lot of songs on that album in one of their episodes. Hell yeah. Oh. Jake, you want to go? Uh, yeah, I'll go. So, um, do you my, have yours? I do own mine. I didn't bring it. Um, unprepared, but I am picking 2017 Daniel Caesar's Freudian. Damn. Freudian? 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 Yeah. Okay. Freudian? Some, uh, Freudian. 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 Yeah. It's uh, some R&B. Nice. Okay. Fuck yeah. Getting back into the I almost. R&B. I almost went uh, Duran. I almost went mm. Duran Jones. I almost kind of went did I see your pick? No. Or your genre? No. No. Bring that up soon, though. No. I almost I almost brought up Private Space. But instead, I'm going with... Shout out Matt for reminding me of... Or kind of, not really reminding me, but mentioning this band because he found out about him. And I was like, ooh, let me listen to that album. I'm going Joy as an Act of Resistance by <laughs> Idols. Oh, nice. Uh, released in oh, 2018. Yeah, uh, I call them aggressively British kind of punk <laughs> music. Just fucking very out there not they're just they're kind of a hodgepodge but more kind of like just British they're fucking great they're fucking great they're, they are they're like good. British punk leaning almost 
They gave me a message on the end of my rap thing on Spotify, though. Yeah. Singer, because I think that's one of my most mm-hmm. listened to. Like, hey, thanks for listening to us. We that, appreciate you. I was like, oh, that's cool. That's awesome. <laughs> but yeah, Joy is an act of resistance, released in 2018 by Idols. It'll be a fun one. I've got it coming. So. Nice. Sick. Uh, but anyway, fuck yeah, dudes. Back to it. Back to it. Back to it. We did it. How do we feel? How do we feel about the first bracket? So yeah, I'm excited for another one. Yeah. It'll be fun. I think after episode Hundo, we'll do maybe a non hip hop bracket. Yeah, we'll do a different genre. We'll do a different genre. I brackets, dude. Brackets are so fun. Mm -hmm. It kind of we can kind of you know pick our banner who we're rooting for. Mm -hmm. I think this was this hip hop bracket was kind of expected in a way just because it's so. Um, it's a good start though it's a good but it is it's good to have it out of the way I like that format and yeah I'm Mm -hmm. excited for the next one hell yeah I do agree it was a lot of fun to do and uh, you know revisit some stuff and kind of it was almost like every two weeks we'd get like a refresher and you know like I was appalled that Makami went like went through (laughs) and then the next round I voted them through like that's kind of cool you know Mm -hmm. um so that's kind of cool that 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 it can play out that way. Um, but hell yeah, thanks for sticking around with the bracket. Also, real quick, uh, because we are on Spotify, uh, they did a wrapped for podcasters. So I actually got to see some stats. Where uh, there's like maybe five to ten of you that were like in your top at least ten play or podcasts uh, for 2023. Shout out to you. Damn, Thank nice. you so much. Uh, also, we are on Apple Podcasts now, uh, so check us out at What You Spinning over there. Uh, go ahead and follow us on Instagram at What You Spinning. Follow me on Instagram, Dorian Dilly. I'm you know posting music shit, uh, plugging the podcast. Follow Matt at MT Tables and at Vinyl Tables. And uh, yeah, just like and subscribe. Be a friend. Tell a friend. A word of mouth is pretty fucking awesome for podcasts, especially one like us. Mm-hmm. Uh, we will be back in two weeks to bring you some more album coverage. I'm Dorian. That's Jake. That's Matt. Stay dry. Stay warm. Stay hydrated. Peace out.